Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, you've got like a black spot in like all of history up until about what? 1939-ish. And then you remember from there till about 1945 again. And then it's like you forget. And then you kind of remember when you're about 10-ish because obviously normal memory. That's it, right? That's that's your history memory, isn't it? Goes to show how much you know because the real juicy stuff started in 1928. So, um... Okay. Is that the year Hitler was born? Hi, hello, and welcome to a little podcast we like to call Goats. The show where we aim to crown the very best in every category we can think of. I'm Vinny, and I'm the host of tonight's episode. And with me, as always, we have Mork and Sebek. How are the two of you doing? I'm doing all right, mate. I've had a pretty all right week as it goes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Pretty standard. I feel like my feet have finally touched the ground after the weekend. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm right. Oh, yeah. The weekend. How was it? How, how, what went down? Because neither of you have told me anything. Do you know what? It was mm. really nice. It was like, it's like when me and Vinny normally hang out, mm. except there wasn't this annoying buzzing sound in the background <laughs> that was normally there. And I was just like, oh, this is so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that as well. It's weird, <laughs> isn't it? assholes. At first you were like, nah, it was shit, because you're trying to make me feel better about missing out, and now you're just being a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was good, mate. It was good. Um, we just played Magic the Gathering, which Sweet. I started playing on um, Saturday night, and I've already bought two packs in real life, like purchased two mm. decks of cards, and have started playing Magic the Gathering online religiously on my phone, laptop, and PC at any given moment. Hell yeah, you yeah. probably played more than me at this point. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just fucking sunk into it. You somehow also... clocked up 30 days playtime already. Yeah, <laughs> Mate, literally, I got loose into it. Loose, oh, really? Me and Loose had a match. Strip. Strip Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah. Uh, Was it really? Every... No, obviously. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I, I was like, that. that is... Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> also, w- once you've been together for a certain amount of time, seeing someone naked isn't quite the like, ooh! Yeah. It'd just be us just like, I'm a bit cold. Yeah, yeah. but you just do it in a sexy way. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could dress up as your favourite Magic the Gathering characters, then do it. I bet that'll give you a bonus. I, I could hold my deck in my ass crack. And just <laughs> shuffle with your, <laughs> your penis. <laughs> shuffle with my gooch. No, um, yeah, it's been a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Um, and then yesterday, went back to my first jiu-jitsu class of the week. Got an arm bar for the first time while rolling. Nice. Happy days. Hell yeah. 
Sweet, dude. Have you been good as well, Mork? Um, well, I just had the weekend was just, yeah, because you guys fucking left me out. We did invite you. I invited you like 12 (laughs) times. So I just sat at home all day with no friends. Also, we gave you quite a lot of warning as well. It was it's just one of those things. It wasn't like we said on the Friday, like, oh, fuck, we've got to invite Morg. Like, <laughs> yeah, we told you like, months I'd in advance. I put it in the group chat. And, um... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that was my weekend. It's very sad being left out. Vinny, how are you? I heard you didn't go out, Vinny. Why didn't you go out? Uh, I was pretty knackered to be honest and I was just like it's going to be on till 3 and I'm like <laughs> I'm just going to be an old man and be there like for half an oh, hour and be like I'm ready yeah. for bed I'm fucking tired that's a legitimate excuse Yeah, I was yeah. really disappointed when you said you didn't go out I, I was f- praying that you just got absolutely wrecked beforehand and just like couldn't handle it and couldn't go because I'm always you, you know Snoop Dogg it's always me who gets the blame for that and I'm just the terrible influence. And I was like, maybe this will prove my innocence that actually Vinny is just a wreckhead. You know, he just and he, he just can't handle it. But, but he's I, not. I guess not. Because when I was there, he I went guess to bed it, at 11. Yeah, I guess it's me who just, uh, he just is that bad influence. So I think it is, mate. Fair enough, I'll hold my hands up to that crowd. To be fair, I did feel like an absolute legend. Right. Because me and Luce were still driving to Bristol to go to the club when Vinny messaged me saying, sorry, I'm a bit tired. And I was mm. like, you've got fucking, mate, we're different breeds, mate. I'm fucking unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you've transcended to the most hardcore of the group. Yeah, literally. I had two Diet Cokes. I didn't come down till five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it, right? It looks like we've reached the magic episode number 52 here on the show and to celebrate this we're going to be looking at the greatest royal scandals throughout history now what's the association between 52 and royalty you might ask well it's obvious there are 52 cards and a standard pack of cards and in that pack of cards that contain queens and kings so that's the reason why we're doing the topic today. <laughs> also, also something about a British coronation taking place a couple of days before this episode is set to release, but that's less important than the 52-card thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that was a coincidence, whereas the 52 yeah. thing, that was planned. That was planned yeah, from day no, one, they fucking They jumped on our thing. They <laughs> heard did. we were doing the card one, and so... You know, the Queen was, like, trying to time it right, you know. And, she you know. binned herself early doors so that we could time it all right. Also, I was thinking about all of the, like, good numbers of episodes. Mm-hmm. And for, didn't we, for 42, we meant to do something like The Meaning of Life, but we forgot. Goat big question was, like, 41, I think. And I was like, <laughs> I should have yes. 42. Yeah. And then, obviously, we've got, 69 that's a big one coming up yeah that's a big one we're gonna have to get someone on for that yeah. that that seems like a guest episode 420 well i was gonna say <laughs> if we make it to 420 <laughs> get snoop dog on fuck I, it i will die we will die we'll be like you know how stoners always say no one's ever died from smoking weed mm. We'll try on the show. (laughs) We'll be the first. (laughs) I'll try and smoke myself to death on the show. (laughs) 
I literally cannot wait for that. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, look, mate, we've only got another 368 episodes to go. Quick mess. Well, to get back onto the intro, because I'm only about halfway through. <laughs> Sweet. So the very concept of royalty has been around in Europe for centuries now, originating in the feudalistic systems people lived under at the time. Historians believe it came about when a few very powerful landowners would acquire huge amounts of territory through either military force or economic means. Then these landowners would then become lords and then one of them would become the lord of the lords or the king, essentially. Now, it's mostly considered an archaic system, especially in Europe, and thankfully most royal families don't hold any real power and are just there for ceremonial or cultural reasons. Although saying that, the British royal family does technically have a final say in every bit of politics we have, and legally they can do whatever they want, which is kind of fucked if you think about it. But anyway, these high-ranking nonces all over the world, (laughs) (laughs) with all these high-ranking nonces all over the world, there has to be some insane stories and scandals that came along with it, which is what we're going to dive into today as we explore what is the greatest royal scandal of all time. Can I go first, please? (laughs) Sebek can go first. I was waiting for you to say who wants to go first before I said me. I was being polite. Uh, Right. Let me go first. So, go for it, mate. first and foremost, I've got to give a shout out to my loving partner, Lucy, who uh, who helped me with this case because it is historical and my knowledge of history is a bit shit. Mm. Hers is up here. So, all right, pretty good. So, she, yeah. she, she did quite a lot of help on this. Yeah, you've got like a uh, blank spot in like all of history up until about what? 1939-ish. And then you remember from there till about 1945 again. And then it's like, you forget. And then you kind of remember when you're about 10-ish because obviously normal memory. That's it, right? Well, that's that's actually, your history memory, isn't it? Goes to show how much you know because the real juicy stuff started in 1928. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that the year Hitler was born? 1928? No, he was... Stop it! Stop it! It was like fucking... It was like a child when World War II was happening. (laughs) No. So, um, look. Here's the deal. Mm. It's the mid-2000s. Yep. It's a Pizza Express in Woking. No, I'm joking. I'm not doing Prince Andrew. Here's the deal. (laughs) Look, today, I'm not just putting forward an event. I'm putting forward a person... Mm -hmm that encapsulates the idea of scandal. Hmm. They are pure scandal. Their life and death is plagued by scandalous events. Okay. Now, it's 1520, and Henry VIII is with his first missus, Catherine of Aragon. Don't get excited, Michael. It's not Aragon. It's Aragon. Imagine that. This is his OG queen, and people fucking loved her. And what a lot of people don't realise is, people didn't know at the time everything we know now. Henry hadn't become... Well, well, yeah. Wait. (laughs) Henry hadn't become a fat, 
deluded womanizer mm, yet he mm. was young he was handsome yeah. and the people really liked him yeah yeah and they were a young couple they were together for a long time they'd known each other since they were 15 they were good looking and they ran the country well and people liked them as a couple as rulers yeah. now Catherine was a bit of a bad bitch. She was very, very cool and ahead of her time. She was very much the brains of their relationship. And while Henry would go out and burn money on wars that he couldn't win yeah. and Prozzy. all this shit, he she really held the fort and kept things together. And in fact, famously, the one war or, or rebellion that Henry VIII actually squashed... Hmm. All of the military leadership was done by Catherine of Aragon and Henry really? was actually on a parade in France. Wow. But they didn't say that bit when it, when it came out. They just mm, said, yeah. oh, you know, Henry VIII has quashed these rebels, but it was actually her. Wow. Fair play. You go, girl. You've got to imagine at this time, it's like, it's like Kate and Wills. Like people are just like, these, these two are together forever. Yeah. There's not a chance in hell that they break up or anything like that. Like my parents, yeah. Like your parents now, like everyone's parents, like 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 my parents who <laughs> like broke parents. up when I was six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As I said, I realised both your parents. Right, one split. parent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all, I'm like, down uh -oh. to fifty percent as well. <laughs> then he's I was like, like, oh right. shit. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Now, the trouble is. Henry is a little bit of a womanizer. Mm. And back then, just being in a relationship didn't mean, especially if you were a king, you were monogamous. Mm. Um, and in fact, he was monogging a lot of puss. <laughs> and... Oh, that was a good one. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, Henry, in about 1520, starts fucking this other bitch called Mary Boleyn. <laughs> now, he met her when he was invited to her wedding. And that oh. is when their affair started. What a That's bull. the kind of man we're dealing with right nice. now. <laughs> nice. Mary is interesting, <laughs> but unfortunately, the most interesting thing about her is her sister, mm. Anne. Now, Anne was a bit of a rogue. She was pretty rogue for her day. She was mm. feisty, she was intelligent, she was flirty. And by the time she'd run into Henry's life, she'd already tried to run off and elope with another man without her family's blessing, which had landed her in being banished to France. Right? <laughs> so, horrible, worst horrible, kind of punishment. <laughs> horrible punishment. <laughs> the medieval times were fucked. They were fucked, yo. They yeah. were awful, mate. They did some dark shit. Can you imagine if she got banished to France nowadays? Fuck that. <laughs> I'd rather kill myself. Sorry, Seb. <laughs> she gets... Just shove two French sticks up your nose and just fucking go for the big one. Um, now... <laughs> Because it's French. Right, anyway. Now... <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, stop it. You started it. Vinny said about killing himself. I just joined in. So, she comes back off her gap year to France. Yeah, right. And she bumps into Henry. And Henry Ooh. is like, rah, who is that fitty? Mm -hmm. So he drops her sister Mary like a hot sack of shit. Drops her. Now, 
Like literally <laughs> on <onto laughs> one <her> bang. <laughs> we shouldn't say that. I feel like we're already yeah. gonna get cancelled for being like, yo, Henry Brun, you fucking legend slaying all that puss like they're going to yeah. come after us. They're going to be like, you can't say that. He's a horrible <laughs> man. I mean, it was like 700 years ago, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Get over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like how we can joke about the Titanic, even though yeah. it was like a horrific thing that happened. With history, with history that's that far back, like medieval times, it's almost like it's fantasy. It's almost like it's, it's so fiction. far that removed. You can, you, yeah, you yeah. can laugh at the fact like Henry VIII done all this because it's like it's almost like a fantasy period. It's exactly. only because it's yeah. medieval and there's like dragons and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. He so, rides in on his on. dragon. He he hops off his dragon and he says, "Yo, and Wagwan." Now, the first thing to note is that at this point, Henry is still married mm. and has a daughter with Catherine of Aragon. Mm. And in theory, they're trying for a son to get him an heir to the throne. Yeah. Mm. Now, another thing to note. Anne Boleyn is not your regular mistress to the king. She's defiant, she's gobby, and she really rubs people up the wrong way. She is not some meek and inoffensive concubine who's just going to, like, try and get some power by sleeping with the king. Mm. She is, like, hard as shit. Right. She is also not conventionally attractive, which is important and is one of the reasons why people think that Henry was so intrigued by her. She was olive-skinned, quite angular, and had really dark eyes and dark hair, which was not the kind of beauty standard of the time. Mm. She, from what I've read, looked a bit like a Kardashian or something like that. She, that is genuinely right. her wow. vibe. So they'd be all over her nowadays. They'd be all mm. over her nowadays. Yeah. So he becomes obsessed with her. Firstly, because she's pushing back. She's not playing the game. And secondly, she ain't giving him shit. Right. Mm. And not even an over-the-trousers handjob. She's like, you are not touching this wet-ass pussy until we're married. And Henry, quite predictably, is like, hmm, should we get married? Now, Mm. that obviously causes a bit of an issue because Mm. he's already married. And back then, marriage was quite sacred. Um, not that our parents would know anything about that. More. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, I mean, there know. was no divorce. It wasn't. It hadn't been invented yet, had it? Exactly. So, hmm. Henry has a chat with the Pope, and he's like, look, no hard feelings. It's not a bad... I'm not trying to do nothing wrong. We've all been there, brother. We've all been there, you know. Look, look mate, I've committed... I've put my money on the wrong horse. <laughs> Can I bin off Catherine for this new chick? She's not giving me a son. She's not as fit. And I just would really like to slay this girl's puss. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the Pope says, no. Oh. What the fuck are you on about? Now, partly because divorce is wrong, but also the previous Pope, the Pope before this Pope, had pulled some strings so that Henry could marry Catherine in the first place. Because not a lot of people know this. Catherine was actually Henry's brother's wife before oh. she was ah. Henry's wife. Now, oh. you're not allowed to marry your siblings. And back then, your brother's wife was your sibling. Brother-in-law. So, oh. Sister-in-law. So yeah. the mm. Pope before pulled some strings to make that okay. Mm. And then Henry's like, nah, I'd fucking sack her off, yeah. mate. And he's like, well... They're like, we've already done you a favour, lad. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. So Henry gets a bit angry. He gets a bit angry. He gets... 
he's raging to be honest with you. Yeah. And he goes a bit rogue and he's like, I don't want to be part of the Rome. I don't want to be connected to Rome anymore. I don't want to be part of the Catholic empire. And he basically, he says, I want Brexit. Yeah. And he says, Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> now he cuts off all ties to Rome, mm-hmm. bins off the Catholic church and creates the church of England, reforming the entire religious mm. structure of England just so he can get Anne Boleyn's poontang. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're telling me yeah. that he didn't want it. And that is pretty scandalous already. Yeah. He's literally Nuts, reformed yeah. the religious backbone of an entire nation state for puss. Mm. Yeah. Legend. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they got to come and get we've yourself. All, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then at this point, the, the, the scandals just start layering up. Right. Because that's not enough. As a real middle finger to the Pope, the Catholic Church, and to Catherine, he gets married to Anne before he's officially divorced Catherine Legend. or annulled her. Which that is like, at the time, that was like, fuck you, bitch. This is my mm. new chick. Now, <laughs> it's important to tell you, and Lucy made me say this, this is highlighted, okay. that. There are other factors involved in the Reformation, like money and power and something called Lutherism, which I don't understand. Now, the Reformation, as much as I said it's like Brexit, it makes Brexit look like a kid's tea party because it's not just paperwork. It's serious shit. Mm. In the process of replacing the Pope with himself as the head of the state, as the head of the church, Mm. he started burning nuns at the stake. Wow burning down monasteries and just creating a whole lot of fire and death. The irony of this is that a few years earlier, Henry had been made, quote, defender of the faith by the Pope. (laughs) Cut to three years later, he's literally massacring and, like, burning Catholics in their thousands for the Mm. sake of Anne Boleyn's poontang. You just don't give a shit. It's pretty scandalous. Mm. And you might think, well, yeah, that's pretty scandalous. 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 <laughs> now, you might, now, you might think that's, not, that's a pretty big deal at the time. Mm. But like Mork said, that was 700 years ago. It wasn't. Yeah. It was 500 years ago. But Mork can't do maths. Uh-huh. Now. <laughs> so I'm really being asked you. I don't know why. Okay. I love you, Mork. Now, um, <laughs> you might think not that big of a deal. But the truth is we are still feeling the effects of it today. For instance... The war in Northern Ireland revolves around the constant fighting Mm. between Catholics and Protestants. Mm. Now, Henry VIII started Protestantism when he formed the Church of England. Oh, okay. So to put that into perspective, there were people dying in the 80s in a war that was caused by a decision made by Henry VIII in the 1530s. Just so he could get a shag. Just so he could get a shag. That is insane. And regardless of the other reasons for the break with Rome, Anne Boleyn defo gets the blame in history. And especially at the time, people fucking hated her. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, that's, mm. that's, that's the scandal. Bitch, the scandal hasn't even started yet. You know you've got three and a half minutes left. Well, good, because <laughs> I'm going to get through this quickly. Much like Henry got through her Kardashian purse. Now... People at the time fucking hated her. She was like the Camilla, mm. yeah. you know? 
She was like the new queen. People like the old queen. She's not up with the folks. She's not. She's not the commoners are mm. not happy. Off of her head. So they bob along for a couple years married, but it's not looking good. It's a very fragile relationship. They break up. They fall out. But Henry always managed. No, but Anne always manages to get Henry back with that sweet, sweet poontang. Mm-hmm. However, Anne gets pregnant and gives birth to Elizabeth in 1533 and it's a massive blow Mm. because they thought they were having a son and a big deal is made of them having this son it's not a son it's a daughter now obviously in the now times that's all chill but back then that wasn't the energy Mm. then she goes on to have a series of miscarriages again in the now times that's sad in the then times he starts getting annoyed Mm. he's like why do you keep having all these miscarriages Mm. you yeah like that's ridiculous but he that's the way he feels and on top of this the public are really starting to fucking hate her she got a couple of people who she didn't like and didn't like her executed (laughs) and that doesn't go down well Mm -hmm. and people start calling her quote the king's whore and this is my favorite nickname nickname of all time the naughty prostitute (laughs) Nice. <laughs> which literally sounds like a pub that i would visit in D. now then there's two things that really seal the nail in the scandalous coffin of anne boleyn right firstly another bitch turns up on the scene jane seymour mm-hmm. and she's the new girl on the block and henry once again starts looking astray he likes what he can't have mm. and the second thing is that on the day of Catherine of Aragon's funeral, so Henry's first wife who died of cancer, Anne Boleyn miscarries at the funeral. Oh, no. And everyone's like, God's angry, (sighs) bad vibes, it's a sign. Henry's gonna be pissed, you know. And then rumours start swirling that Anne poisoned Catherine. And when they do an autopsy, her heart is black. Now, that is because she had cancer. But back then, they didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So Henry dismisses Anne and claims he was deceived. And he immediately moves Jane Seymour, his new gal, into his chambers. And this is just the most karma Kardashian switcheroo you've ever heard. Because she's literally gone full circle. She's gone from being the mistress to the queen who's been outed by the new mistress. Mm. But it's going to get so mm. much worse. When does he chop her head off? <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. But it's going to get so much worse. So, on the 2nd of May, 1536, Anne Boleyn was arrested and taken to the Tower of London, where she stayed oh, yeah. for 12 months, a year. Right? Ooh. And she is accused of having five affairs while she was with Henry, and also... Of fucking her own brother. Oh, no. She's pulled a Cersei. No, no. Obviously, there is no evidence to suggest any of this happened. Ah, But, despite that, on the 15th of May, her and her brother were tried and unanimously found guilty of incest, adultery and high treason. Mm. Because, obviously, at the time, it was treason for the Queen to sleep around. So, two days later... She's walked down the steps of the Tower of London. And this is something that's quite iconic of Anne Boleyn. She literally held her head high, which is a saying. 
because normally when you get executed, you would bow your head to allow mm. the, the 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 blade to go through more cleanly. Keep your head she up. literally mm. held her head high mm. in a sign of a final sign of defiance. Mm. And then, and this is one of the weirdest sentences I'll ever say, mm-hmm. a skilled axeman that fre- that Henry had summoned as a final present <laughs> sliced off her head. Well, that no, that is good, because he could have got any old, you know, I bet Larry down the pub would have come and done it, but he'd taken, like, in four swings. So, and that wouldn't have been very enjoyable for Anne Boleyn. So, well, none of it's going to be very enjoyable, Mark. She yeah, died. Yeah, I know, but would she rather just... <laughs> Nice and easy, a nice skilled axeman, one quick, whatcha? Or like, you know, one of them ISIS beheading videos where they use a fucking pen knife and you're like, come on, man. E- even she feels uncomfortable and awkward. Like, you know, get on with it. Like she, <laughs> She's feeling yeah, awkward. Like, you're thinking, this is getting really <laughs> awkward. We quite done here yet. Well, look. She dies. Yeah. Heads off. Right. Heads gone. It's a single blow. Heads off to her. More than you've ever had. And scandalously... <laughs> you wrote that in your script, didn't you? No, I didn't. I literally came up that <laughs> off the bombs. So fucking okay, do on, mate. Well, that's, that's how quick I am. <laughs> and scandalously, to end the most scandalous woman in English royal history, the woman who tore down the fabric of the English religious system Mm. and has an impact that's still going on today, Henry married Jane Seymour 11 days after (laughs) Anne Boleyn had been killed. How is that not the most scandalous thing you've ever heard? She turns up... From the moment she turns up to the moment she dies, it's just scandal after scandal. Mm. She miscarried. Even a miscarriage at a funeral would be a scandal. That's mm. like a low yeah. point. That's just like a dot on the page of like, oh, by the way, that happened. It's never ending. And that is why I think Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn hold all of the pageantry and twists and turns and absolute nonsense that you would accept, that you would expect from the greatest royal scandal. And that's why I think that's what that is. And I'm sure I went a little bit over time, but in all fairness, you kept fucking butting in. So... Oh, what? We were silent. Right, first of all, I stop I stop whenever people mm. butt in. I'm I'm good with the clock. Second of all... Second of all, you're like three minutes yeah, over. Yeah, also, I didn't even say <laughs> shit. Quite a lot. No. <laughs> we were silent yeah. the whole time, mate. <laughs> What about the rest of them then? Because it's divorced, beheaded, died. So obviously Jane Seymour, she she, well she just she just died, and then divorced, beheaded, survived, didn't it? Yeah. What about everyone's them? Well, they're not part of the greatest royal scandal. I'm just doing Anne Boleyn. Oh, okay. Because we all, I'm pretty sure we all learn about King Henry VIII during like primary yeah. school, like history, because he was the guy who essentially invented the church of england which is like the main christian faith of england still to this day but like yeah i think not enough people realize how incredibly wild his Mm. life was like starting out as this 
like he was like a really good looking like athletic man that like like was super charismatic and everyone loved him and then he just became this horrific dude who just like kept on fucking and fucking and murdering <laughs> all these women and starting all these wars in france which basically like bankrupted yeah. the entirety of england and he he like severed all ties with the vatican and that like again wasn't very good for like the i think like at least the the money at least oh, it was really bad you know, yeah that, i mean financially yeah. he crippled england like yeah because also he really did he inherited quite a lot of money like his dad was like a notorious scrimper and like really kept like the royal coffers in check and then he turned up and he literally just spunked all of it yeah but you're the king innit? it you could just get like more just be like nah i'm the king well that's why things started to go wrong like yeah. that's why he started to raid churches and yeah well there you go raise taxes and everyone hates him also a lot of people think the reason he went so wonky is that he might have had syphilis yeah i heard that yeah which starts to affect your brain hmm. that was a big deal back in the day wasn't it didn't beethoven's mum have syphilis well a lot of people like yeah had syphilis and would make them mm. go mad yeah and al capone he went weird didn't he <laughs> <laughs> he, he went weird didn't he <laughs> Yeah, he did have syphilis, didn't he? Yeah, that's what he died of, right? Yeah. In prison? Yeah, died in prison of syphilis. Interesting. Yeah. A moron. Yeah, fascinating story. Love like to that. hear it. That was a really good one, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, very nice. Um, so for a middle bit, I think it'd be good for us to talk about how we're all going to celebrate the king's coronation. I, for one, have already started the celebrations by eating a coronation chicken sandwich for <laughs> lunch today perhaps the only good thing to come out of the british monarchy oh, in the past mate. couple mm, millennia coronation chicken is bagging isn't it it's really <laughs> it, good. it is fucking good it is great but anyway that's not actually the real middle but i just said that as a joke because uh, i literally i was eating my like my coronation chicken sandwich I was writing this and i was like i could work this in somehow <laughs> <laughs> i am a bit worried about the coronation though what day is it saturday why are you worried about it? This Saturday? No, next Saturday, 6th of May. Oh, right. Well, like, can you just, like, get on with your day? Yes. Or is, like, everyone just going to be in yes. the street, like, having a party? Because nope. remember when Will and Kate got married? I had to do a paper round that day, and it was fucking nightmare. Because all the people just outside are, like, having tea cakes and that. And I'm like, number 12's not in. Where Oh, they're probably fucking down there on that 80-long people table. But don't, you you know? just put it, don't you just put it through their fucking door... Also, there's a hundred people who live in Fenerton. One hundred people. It's not like the streets yeah. are going to be wild. No, he wasn't doing no. a paper round when he was like 25. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want them all in the street, like having a party. All of them. All one hundred of and them. And then they're, yeah, and then they're looking at me like, and I've got like, I'm like peeping out the curtains, like, fuck, we're the only ones. I close them up. You know, people talk around here, mate. It might be on Fenerton Focus, like, oh, have you seen number three? Like, they're not coming out. They don't give a shit about the king or whatever. I think when it comes down to it, do you, I mean, I th- I feel like people were like, yeah, hell yeah, the queen in 1952, whenever she got coronated. But like, is anyone, mm. even people who like the royal family, are they like that psyched about this king? He's just sort of going to come in, yeah. probably going to die in five years, and then we'll get Prince fucking Albert or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I the, don't think people are that bothered. <laughs> royal family names. Yeah. Well, no, we'll get William and then... His kid. What's his son called? Billy. She is. Yeah, Billy. Billy Shears. Yeah, he named him after this podcast, episode one. He said he was a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> he messaged me the other day. He said, hey, he said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Seb, mate. Come trails, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, by the He's way. He's got his head switched on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know Billy? I was like, yeah, I know Billy. Thank you. Good little lad. He was like, yeah, mate. Uh, named him after Billy Shears, isn't it? I was like, all right, safe. 
Well, you've got to remember, it's because he's one of the lizards, he knows the inside scoop. That's it. If one of the lizards is saying, watch out for chemtrails, you just don't need to yeah. fucking switch on, mate. Yeah, exactly. Look up, sheeple. Sheeple. <laughs> what is the real middle bit, though? The real middle bit is a really basic quiz. Hooray. 1952. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how this is going to work is you're not going to buzz in. There's no... Okay, Mork. You're just going to say your answer and you're not going in turns. You're just, you both have a chance. But if you say your answer, that's your answer until the second person answers. And if you're both you're wrong, then you get to go again until someone gets it right or you both give up. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is all to do with English rural history. Um, question one. Before Queen Elizabeth II, who was Britain's longest ruling monarch? Queen Victoria. One point to Mork. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Bet you didn't know I'm a very fucking well massive royalist. I didn't know. Especially after what you just said five minutes ago. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Question two. Who was the King of Britain during the First World War? George. Oh, yep. King George II. I'll give you that one. It was King George or V. George I. Oh. I, I like to refer to him as, as Jorge V. Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Lady Jane Grey currently holds the world record for speed running in the category of British Head of State Any Percent. But how long was she in power for? <laughs> Two days. Mork? Who, who the... Who? who? <laughs> what? I felt like you might what not understand this you, question. What are you talking about? <laughs> but as I was writing, I was, this is like too good to pass up. It's too funny. <laughs> who, Lady Jane Grey. Lady Jane Grey. She was the, the, the queen who had the, the shortest reign out of any queen or king in British history. Right. So how long why was it? was she called Lady Jane Grey? That was her name and title. I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't know. Three hours. It was nine days. So Sebek is closer. <sighs> Very nice. Funnily enough, King George VI, who was the sort of, I think, king during Second World War, was the second shortest with like... 18 days i think yeah really yeah strange right so the next two questions i feel like based on the first half of this podcast you both will get very quickly so stay stay very alert question four how many wives did henry the eighth have during his lifetime six Six. i feel like mort got that it was very close you joking i did get that to a piece. <laughs> Question five. Speaking of Henry VIII, it's bad yep. that I had two fucking <laughs> Henry VIII. Uh, <laughs> also, I also, I told you I was doing Anne Boleyn. Yeah, no, I didn't know who that was. I don't know names very well. <laughs> Speaking of Henry VIII, in order to, yep. to divorce one of his wives, he created a new sect of the Christian faith. What was the name of this Church sect? Church England! Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, sir. Get that. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't even know that, Sebek. Did you not even pay attention to your I own script? I did know that. God. <laughs> yeah, anyway. go on, Seb. Just like <laughs> woman football all over again. <laughs> anyway, question six. 1066 was an extremely pivotal year for British history. What were the Normans mm. conquering the British Charles after the Battle of Hastings and all that? 
What was the name of the Norman king who became William the Conqueror? Head of state that year. It was William the Conqueror. William the Conqueror. Yeah, William of Orange. I said that. Wait, William of Orange? Wasn't he Dutch? Well, no, just because they wear Dutch, that orange. Mate, I think you got it wrong. It's old Willy the Conqueror, mate. Everyone knows that. Yeah. William of Orange? Nah, it's not orange the same person. They're like, they're like <laughs> 600 years apart. So, yeah. Well, the Mork, the ro- yeah, local royalist. Fucking jog on, you prick. Yep. The, the, the 1066 royalist. <laughs> big, fan, big fan of the French Revolution. Yeah, it's just those adverts. Hastings Direct, 1066. <laughs> they still have those adverts. No. <laughs> Do you still watch adverts on telly? No. It's from back in the day. When I'm at home, I watch TV. Because that has adverts, obviously. Uh, yeah. uh, and the last question. Out of all the monarchs we've had, how many of them have been raging paedophiles? 250. All of them, yes. Well done. <laughs> well done, <sir. laughs> And that, that is proof. That is undeniable proof. Um, yeah, uh, boy. Source, trust me, bro. Were we not, <laughs> mate. Are we not going to get cancelled for calling the queen a pedo? Are we? Mate, who gives a fuck? Oh, <laughs> mate, she put her disabled sister in like a fucking orphanage. So she's oh, not yeah. Either, is that yeah. actually true? Yeah. Oh, man. She's a bitch. Now she's dead. Uh, sweet. Okay, so Mork narrowly won that four to three. Well played. Well played. All right, Mork, I want you to take us home. Yes. Okay, I will take you home. Right. Thank you. So I thought about my first instinct was to do something that happened in early two thousands in a what did you say, Seb? A chip shop in Woking or something? No, it's a Pizza Express in Woking. Oh, I don't know, but I was what thinking of Pizza Express. Did he did all those kids in there or? No, he said he was at a Pizza Express. So basically, oh. he was like, I couldn't have been fucking those kids. I was at Pizza Express. <laughs> in Woking, I have the receipt. In Woking. That is the most nonce excuse ever. Fucking Pizza also, Express. Also, only nonces go to Pizza Express. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless they sponsor this. Use code only nonces to get 10% <laughs> off the yeah. checkout for Pizza Express. <laughs> so... I thought about doing Harry and Meghan for about 0.00001 seconds because I realise it's fucking boring. I don't care. Mm. And I Mm. definitely don't want to be best mates with Piers Morgan because he's a twat. So, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Let's just not even bother with the British royal family. They're dull. Um, So I stumbled across a scandal, which Mm -hmm. when you dig into it, it has connections with all sorts of crazy shit, right? Is it chemtrails? Assassinations. Osama Bin Laden. Ooh. Meghan Markle. And the English Premier League. We start our story on the 13th of October, 1958. And also, I just want to say, if I get pronunciations wrong, and also, if I am a bit wrong on some of the political facts, shit. It's because he's an uneducated racist. (laughs) Forgive me, it's fucking complicated. (laughs) Right? And I'm too stupid. So, on the 13th of October 1958, a man named Jamal Khashoggi was born. Although being born in Saudi Arabia, Jamal got his degree in America at the Indiana State University. His career started off, he started as a journalist, And he eventually ended up writing columns for the Middle East Eye and the Washington Post. And he was a big deal in, like, 
journalism world journalism mm. he had some pretty big views he was kind of like i don't know who to compare him to um this guy was big right people people knew about him they respect him he had a lot of big publications and a lot of big newspapers that are like well highly regarded across the globe okay and he had some pretty open and divisive political views which were openly criticized in saudi arabia i.e he wanted all women to have the same rights as men and mm-hmm. he wanted proper equality he yeah. wanted to change the ways of traditional living and values in Saudi Arabia. So he wanted to get away from how Saudi Arabia has been run in the past. And he wanted to have free press in Saudi Arabia as well, because, you know, their press is all controlled by the state and the royal yeah. family and everything else. So he wanted to change that. He also was openly critical of Saudi Arabia's political conflicts with Lebanon, Qatar and Canada. Canada? Yeah, they had some kind of beef with some... Yeah, it was just some weird thing mm. with, with Canada. Um, but he was hypercritical of Saudi Arabia's arresting of women activists. And most importantly, he was deeply, deeply, personally critical, openly across the whole globe, of one man, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, mm-hmm. the Crown Prince of the Saudi Arabian royal family. He's not the king. They don't. They have, like, the prince who is like, yeah. I guess he's kind of the equivalent to the king, but the crown prince I is like pretty so, yeah. fucking high up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was critical of his new approaches, saying, while MBS is right to free Saudi Arabia from ultra-conservative religious forces, he is wrong to advance a new radicalism while seemingly more liberal and appealing to the West is just as intolerant of dissent. So he's basically saying, although MBS is, like, seen as coming out and changing the ways and everything else, he's basically Mm -hmm. not. He's becoming actually even more of a tyrant. Right. And Khashoggi also wrote that uh, MBS's rash actions and deepening tensions and undermining the security of the Gulf states and the region as a whole. So he's personally criticising the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, saying, you know, yeah, it seems like he's a good bloke, but he's a fucking dickhead. Yeah. Now, Jamal's views were interpreted differently depending on who you spoke to. Most media outlets in the West would say he's just a journalist doing his job. He's allowed to report on everything. You know, it's freedom of press. His views on women's rights and free press and getting away from state control are, you know, they're obviously good. They're fine. Mm-hmm. However, some people were critical of Jamal. And Donald J. Trump was pushing the idea that Jamal was in fact a jihadist and part of the Muslim Brotherhood. And the New York Times said that he was balancing his private ties with his ties to Saudi Arabia and the royal family because he used to work for the Saudi Arabian intelligence force. So what they were saying is personal afflictions with the Muslim Brotherhood. Mm. He was trying to balance those views with the views of the new crown prince and everyone else because of his elite ties with the way Saudi Arabia is run so it's a bit fucking rich of him to come out and criticise it right but was Jamal really a part of the Muslim Brotherhood well he was actually acquainted with Osama Bin Laden Mm. however Jamal had interviewed Bin Laden and spent a lot of time with him in the 1980s and the early 90s during the conflict against the Soviet Union this is before Al-Qaeda has been formed yeah And so, at this point, Bin Laden was kind of seen as, like, like like a rebel, but not an extremist. 
But when Bin Laden started to turn to extremism and radicalism, Jamal was not on board and he was horrified after 9-11 due to A, the Saudi involvement and the fact that all the pilots were Saudi Arabian. So that's Saudi Arabia linking in with um, Osama Bin Laden. Mm -hmm. And also that he was within these circles early on, but then they completely... I didn't know George Bush was Saudi Arabian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, George Bush as well, mate. He was... was, uh... He's a Saudi as well. Anyway. I bet he was gutted when he realised it never happened. <laughs> yeah. But no, he was... He's like binned off his best mate Osama and then he reads on internet, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. And he's like, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> yeah, because he, he was pissed off. Like, he's like, you know, he was disgusted that Osama Bin Laden, like, turned to radicalism and extremism. Um, uh, because that would he was... be a bummer, wouldn't it? It's like Peep Show with Daryl the Racist. <laughs> yeah. Except... He's an actual terrorist. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought he was mates, and then he actually blew up the World Trade Center. Yeah. <laughs> he was joking about all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send him a text, being like, I don't know if we can hang out anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I move it. Cut that. <laughs> cut that. No, please cut that. Cut that. Um, anyway, you're probably wondering mm-hmm. what the fuck any of this has to do with any kind of royal scandal. Yeah, and it's all very interesting. All this being mates of Osama bin Laden, but who cares? Well, here's where we get juicy. Okay, okay. Because of Jamal's criticism of the Saudi royal family and their ideas, and his criticism of MBS in particular, mm-hmm. Mohammed bin Salman, mm-hmm. um, he actually self-exiled. He exiled himself to the US, probably because he feared that he may be arrested for his views and outward opinions. Mm-hmm. Or even worse. Now, on the 2nd of October 2018, Jamal went to the Saudi consulate in Istanbul to get some papers for his marriage, his upcoming marriage or something. It was all relating to his marriage. But there was never any CCTV footage or witnesses ever seeing Jamal Khashoggi leaving that building. Turkish officials quickly stated that they believed that Jamal had been assassinated. Wow. Not only being murdered, but being tortured within the embassy beforehand. Jesus. The reports were that the Turkish police had video and audio footage of Jamal being cut up with a bone saw, and that forensic experts were seen as part of the 15-man kill team who entered into that building, with the, and they were there for the purpose of destroying all the evidence and covering up the murder. Now, Saudi Arabian officials quickly denied accusations that they had anything to do with this assassination. But it was then revealed by CIA intelligence, or it might have been the Turkish intelligence, some intelligence company that seven of the 15 men suspected of the killing were in fact all members of the personal bodyguard of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And I've written here, dun dun dun! (laughs) The former head of of MI6 came out to say that the evidence suggests that it is very likely that the crown prince ordered the killing of Jamal. 
Well... Bin Salman obviously denies this. Hmm. But his old friend Donald J. Trump... Now, Bin Salman and Donald J. Trump are like fucking two peas in a pod. They obviously love each other. Up until this moment, when Trump disagreed with Bin Salman denying Mm. it, and he said that it was one of the worst cover-ups in history, and that... The prince is running thing. I can't do it. You're gonna do a, a Donald do J. Trump. Trump. That was great. I can't that do was a Trump. Great impression. Hang on, no, no, no. Let me listen to what Trump sounds like. Do Vinny, do Trump like Psychic Purple Trump like China. How does he sound? Quickly do it for me and I'll be able to do it. Uh The crowd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good people. Very good people. Like Yeah. China. 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 We got the Chinese. China. Okay. <laughs> The prince is running things over there, more so at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a Camp Ronald Reagan. You sound like JFK. I can't do it. Um, Now, yeah, like I said, Turkey also claimed that they had video and audio evidence of the torture and the killing, and they even had audio evidence that one of the men was on the phone saying, it's done, boss, boss, the killing is done. And the boss that they're referring to is supposed to be Mohammed bin Salman. Mm. Mohammed boss Salman. He's actually been called MBS Mohammed Bonesaw due to the fact Ooh. that a bonesaw was used to cut up Jamal. Nasty. And that sounds sick, though. Yeah. I'd go and watch them if they <laughs> were playing. It's a great like, rapper yeah. name, Bonesaw. Bonesaw, yeah. yeah. MBS Bonesaw. Um, Bonesaw. <laughs> now, the CIA came out and they said that they had concluded its investigation. Hmm. And that they could say with high confidence, Mohammed bin Salman ordered this killing of this journalist. And Saudi intelligence just dismissed everything and said, nah, fuck it, the CIA had been wrong before, you know, remember when they invaded Iraq? Yeah, exactly. And every single news publication and intelligence agency around the world agreed with the CIA and said that Mohammed bin Salman ordered this assassination. Mm. Every Everybody agrees. Britain agrees, every intelligence agency in the entire world agrees Mohammed bin Salman is guilty of organising and orchestrating an assassination of a civilian. Yeah. However, he has never, ever been held accountable. He even has diplomatic immunity and is free to travel to the US, where he probably would be arrested, due to the fact that he was made Prime Minister of Saudi Arabia right after this happened so that he would gain that diplomatic immunity and could go in and out of the US. But Joe Biden is like, oh, yeah, they are. No, we're not actually going to arrest him, but it doesn't mean he's innocent. You know, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. But then Joe Biden is... Sleepy Joe. <laughs> he barely knows his own Did name. Did you see he said he's running again? Huh? He said he's running again. He's going to run again Joe for Biden? Office. Yeah. Are we 958 by the time? <laughs> I know. <laughs> next election. He's going to die and come back as yeah. Biden the Blue. Why, why, do yeah. so, why do they have so many elderly people running for office? Wasn't it like at one point it was like Trump versus Biden versus um, Bernie and they're all like at least 70. It's like, lads, <laughs> yeah. come off it. <laughs> they're going to fucking, fucking dig up dig up Nixon in a minute. His reanimated corpse is going <laughs> to run for president. Uh. <laughs> So, 
Ben Salmon is one of easily one of the most powerful men on the planet. Yes. Despite all the evidence, concrete evidence, and the global acceptance by every single intelligence agency in the world that he is guilty of this crime, mm. it seems impossible to arrest him or do anything about it. And he is even he's so goddamn powerful that Meghan Markle herself was seen wearing some earrings that Bin Salman gifted to the Queen personally when visiting her a year after this assassination happened. Who is Meghan Markle again? Sorry. I feel like I'm out of the loop. Prince Harry's she's missus. The, she's the actress that's going out with Prince Harry, or the actor. Or... Who's yeah. Kate Middleton then? She's Williams. Kate Middleton's wife. going out with Will. Oh, okay. Bu- everyone okay. likes them, but everyone hates, everyone hates Harry and Meghan, apparently, yeah. But Bin Salman gifted these these earrings to the Queen a year after the assassination. Despite the Queen and the royal family knowing he's done orchestrated this, they still were like, yeah, pop over, cup of tea, I think it was the Queen's birthday, he gave them gifts, and you know, and the Queen was like, oh, they're lovely, I'll give them to Meghan for her wedding, etc. Fucking madness. And to top all of this off, Despite ordering and organising the torture and assassination of a civilian journalist, Mm. in 2021, Newcastle United were the subject of a £400 million takeover in which the Saudi Public Investment Fund bought an 80% stake. The Saudi PIF is headed by, you guessed it, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Even though he ordered... The killing and torture, and everybody fucking knows that he did it definitely 100% of a civilian journalist. Mm. It is absolutely mind boggling that this has just been completely brushed away. Yeah. The crown prince of the Saudi royal family ordered and orchestrated the killing and torture of a journalist. I keep saying that because it's mental. And why did he do it? Because he didn't like him. He didn't like the fact that he was coming out and saying with freedom of speech what, you know, what he wanted as a press official. He said, you're saying mean stuff about me. And Bin Salman planned, he, he like made a plan for Jamal to come to the that Saudi consort in Turkey by f- these fucking marriage papers. They made up something, they had to come and sign them so they could entrap him, kidnap him, torture him and kill him. Mm. It's one of the most extreme form of controlled speech and controlling the media. It's absolutely horrifying. And nothing has ever been done. Ever. MBS is so powerful, he can brush shoulders of British royals and politicians all over the world, despite these countries that they belong to and head themselves, saying that he's fucking guilty. Mm. And in a UK nationwide poll, the majority of football fans said that it was fine for Newcastle to be taken over by Mohammed bin Salman's consortium. It was fine for a man who orchestrated the murder and torture of an innocent journalist to own a football club in Britain. The one that we know of, at least. Yeah, because, you know, fucking up the tune. You know, that's fine. And it's not Newcastle's fault. But, yeah, sports washing's fine because, you know, fucking Eddie Howe's doing a great I job. Feel like this has gone very personal for you. <laughs> That's five minutes. No, but it's, no, no, but it's mental that he is, a, that that can happen. Yeah. And, yeah. like, and everybody knows he's guilty and they went through, there was this back and forth, should the takeover happen? And then in the end, they were just like, oh, fuck it, you know, he's got loads of money. Mm. 
And if the Qataris take over Manchester United after the owner's test has changed to basically say that they shouldn't because of their human rights record and all the backlash in this country about protesting against the World Cup, if they're still allowed to take over Manchester United, football's dead. And I just think this has got to be the greatest royal scandal of all time. A chief head of the Saudi royal family orders the assassination of an innocent man and nothing ever happens. He's still just as powerful, if not more powerful now. Yeah. Despite the whole world knowing he did it. It's not even like there's a cover-up. It's not even like... Oh, it's, you know, it's a fucking conspiracy. Did he order the killing? No, he definitely did mm. it. It's set in stone, like Ev- chemtrails. Yeah, it's, everyone it's, uh, yeah. Know. everyone knows that he did it. Yet, here we are. But he can buy Newcastle. Did he do it because of chemtrails? Stop trying to bring chemtrails into this, Mr. Chemtrails. <laughs> yeah. Chemtrails I'm just trying to make chemtrails my own thing rather than have Michael push We're having on. a nice conversation about a man, you know, torturing another man with a bone saw. <laughs> and you're yeah. here talking about just chemtrails. Just because you believe in chemtrails, Sam. Just because you believe in chemtrails doesn't mean we believe in chemtrails as well. <laughs> but I just think, I just think it's yeah, it's just the goat royal scandal. It's mind-boggling. It's pretty good, yeah. And I didn't know much about it until I started researching it. To be honest. I wasn't expecting you to pick that. Mm. It made me even more angry about the Newcastle thing, the fact that he definitely did all of that. As a football fan, I'm just like, fuck's sake, you know. That's a great shout. And do you know what? I'll say this. If you um, if you want to hear friend of the show, Sarufi Bala, and her friend of the show, Hannah Maguire, talk about it, they did a banging episode on Jamal Khashoggi on Red Handed, and it is... That's okay. I mean, Michael, you did hit most of the big beats. Oh, actually, yeah, nah, but they're going to go and listen to that and be like, oh, my Morg's a fucking racist. Like, he doesn't know shit. <laughs> no, you know, you did it. You did it perfectly. You did it perfectly. And that is mental story. It is crazy. The, most, the saddest bit is like, his wife, I think, didn't want him to go and get the paperwork from the, mm. from the place. She was like, ah, oh, no, it's fine. Mm. We just won't do it. And he was like, no, I'm going to go. And she was like, don't go. You're going to get murdered. And then he went and he got yeah. murdered. Well, Savage. yeah, that's upsetting to learn about, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> that is fucked up. That's what happens, mate. Well, um, it's getting a bit late, I think. We've been recording for a little bit, so I, I think I should probably try and wrap this up. Yeah, I think you should. So, on one hand, you have Sebex Pick, who is Anne Berlin, and also, I guess you've sort of in that, you've also incorporated uh, King King Henry VIII as well. It's like one big source of mess, which is a series of messes. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. And on the other hand, you have a um, a political conspiracy theory uh, trying to undermine the great power of Saudi Arabia. And you should be ashamed for even... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to carry on oh, no. <laughs> And on the other hand, you have some very real, real fucking, you know, <laughs> shit that happened recently, and it's it's completely yeah. fucked that it's gone so far on the radar. To be honest, I don't know if I ever heard of this. I must have been on. It must have been on the, you know, the I don't the news at yeah, some point. I but think I, but, the fact that I don't. But yeah. but something I just want to put into perspective, right? It's crazy mm. that that happened recently, yeah. isn't it? It's crazy that that happened on our doorstep. People have died in the last two decades as a result of the political tensions caused by the Anne Boleyn scandal. I've just put it out there. 
Spinella. You put that out there Just before, fam. Did you not read the highlighted bit where there was more to it than just him trying to get Poo Nanny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more visual gags to the listeners. <laughs> yeah, sorry, more Stop visual gags. I did a visual bear. gag, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm insulted by that. You should be, because no one likes Salt Bay. Yeah. <laughs> he's a prick, he's, he's isn't he? never a funny Did you see him at the World Cup? Yeah, he's a little twat. It's a bad meme, always been. Um, okay. I think I've made my mind up. Would you like to know what it is? <laughs> uh, no, I can just leave it. Right, yeah, um, good night, guys. Love you, bye. So, my opinion is scandals in general, I think, are zesty. They're, they're, uh, they're juicy. They're like, ooh, like, ooh, what's happened there? She's sleeping with him, but he's sleeping with another lady. And there's a, you know, some other shit being involved. And there's a missing child. I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> no, that's dark. Uh, <laughs> what I mean is scandals are enticing and uh, a bit naughty and like, oh, should we know about this and all that? I think there's something fun about a scandal, especially when it, well, I guess if it's happening to you, it's probably not very fun. But, you know, for the outside viewer, it could be quite fun to revel in the collapse of these celebrities and royal members or whatever. Scandalous. Yeah. So I think just based off of that, I think even though I absolutely loved hearing about, you know, it was very extremely educational about re- recent events and how fucked up the... Because I already knew the Saudi family were fucked up and did sh- horrific shit, but like this is just another little mm. cherry on top of the shit iceberg that is uh, the Saudis' yeah. uh, royal family. And it can't, you know, not saying anything about the people. Um, <laughs> Your brother lives in Saudi Arabia, doesn't he? My brother does live in Saudi Arabia, yes. Oh, mate! Vinny's on the inside, mate! Mate, if, if I've been criticising Ben Saudi, they're not going to kill your brother, are they? I don't think they care. <laughs> right, sweet. <laughs> no, what we're saying is, you know, obviously Jamal Khashoggi was a top-tier journalist, journalist yeah. well-respected in his field. Imagine if someone as respected as our podcast was you know to say what I mean? something about... Yeah, if he's like, mate, you better get down fucking Devon County Council. You got some marriage papers to pick up. Hell no, I ain't going. <laughs> Mate, how many times do you think I would have to call Mohammed bin Salman a murderous cunt on this podcast? For how many thousand years do you think we'd have to do that before anything happened? Well, I don't know. Don't try it, mate. Don't do it. It's like Bloody Mary in the mirror. Don't do it, mate. What Mohammed it? bin Salman is a murderous cunt. No! I'm going to have to cut that out <laughs> for our own safety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So that leaves me to crown Anne Berlin as the greatest royal scandal of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mm-hmm. not because of the singular scandal she was involved in. It was the fact that she was a walking train wreck of scandals, scandal. which is just yeah. incredible. When she walked in the room, <laughs> it was that yeah, scandalous, I mean. yeah, scandalous. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was pure scandal. Thank you very much, um... That's another win for me yeah. recently. That's, that's fair well. play as well, actually, because um, it's hard to beat fucking King Harry. If that is absolutely scandalous, yeah, <laughs> scandalous. It was scandalous. But anyway, to end on that bombshell, 
yeah. thank you very much for listening uh we still don't know what we're doing for next episode but we'll find out hopefully before next episode <laughs> goat album we are doing goat album maybe for our hundredth episode we just turn up and no one knows what the the question is we pull out of a hat and we just go no 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 we just um Vinny says he's the host and me and you pick a goat of some random subject <laughs> we make up what the what the episode title is both present some random like well today i picked the goat beer and seb's like well today i picked the goat political party and it's like oh <laughs> Vinny, decide which one is actually the goat of this what's episode. better be the conservatives or lager <laughs> lager Tories obviously or lager. <laughs> obviously fucking lager i don't know the tories are pretty good <laughs> no they're not cut that cut that cut that <laughs> well on that note we should probably go yeah cut that though because i actually am so make sure you cut that Vinny. because there's a lot for me to cut and i Right. can wait for it sweet <laughs> right all right boys well great episode happy days thanks for another win see you next week love, love you, you bye bye good love you bye boom, 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 boom. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.